talk about the missions trip, and Debbie's going to follow, and then we'll continue to worship. Here I am, Lord, send me, was our Bible verse for the week of the mission trip. Normally, we go to Fable, but this year we couldn't go, so instead, God called us to Lumberton, and we went. We didn't really know what to expect there, because we had never been. But London, Lumberton <laughs> needed much more help than Fable. Lumberton wasn't as nice, but we still went and enjoyed ourselves. The entire week, we had two different houses that we were working on within walking distance of each other. One, we were building completely new. The other, we were cleaning up and replacing the roof. Both houses, we were either on the roof or roof level. But we put our trust in God, and he helped us to not really hurt ourselves, except for Susan Smith hitting herself in the face with a two-by-four. <laughs> There were, several, there were several cuts and scratches and bruises, but nothing too, too serious. That mission trip has been my favorite so far because of the people and their faith. There were three things that happened that really stuck out to me. First thing happened at my work site. We were in a neighborhood and we regularly saw some of the other residents. One day, one of the other residents walked up to Pastor Mark and started talking to him. I don't remember exactly what was said, but I do remember him offering to help us the next day. He was a teenager and thought what we were doing was good and wanted to help. I believe that God was urging him to follow in his light and help those in need. I really think that we not only made a difference in that community, but also in ourselves. Another thing that happened at another work site was a lady coming up and asking if she could help paint the house. She said she had never painted, but wanted to because she wanted to help our good cause. She even got us a pack of waters because of how hot it was. I really think that goes to show how just helping others in simple ways can really cause others to see and want to be involved as well. The other, the last thing that happened was, uh, it happened close to the end of the week, if I'm not mistaken. The neighbors to the house I was working on had a dog chained up in the backyard. The owners of the house were working, we were working on said that their neighbors would come and feed the dog, but it couldn't stay at their house. One day, the dog broke the chain, keeping it confined to its area. Kirsten Holt and Elaine Smith ended up being able to be close to the dog <clears throat> and even tried giving it some peanut butter crackers. However, when Kirsten went to tie the dog back up, it bit her leg. One of the owners of the house we were working on came outside and the dog immediately followed him and put his, had his collar put back on and stayed tied up the rest of the time. This reminds me of people and their faith. When the dog was tied up, it didn't really bother us besides barking some. When we were followers of Christ, life is better and we ward off bad things like the dog was trying to ward us off. However, sometimes we break loose from our faith in Christ and we become hostile, lost, and scared like the dog was when it broke free. But God can save us and put us back on the right path like the owner did when he tied the dog back up. Thank you. Hi. So, I was doubly blessed this summer to be able to attend both our mission trip and our youth retreat. Our mission trip was to Lumberton, as she said, was a wonderful way for our church, adults and teens, to reach out beyond our walls and to shine the love of Christ. We split into two teams. One team worked in sometimes over 100 degree heat on a roof. In the other team, they worked tire tirelessly to complete a house on construction by building its walls. After we finished long, hard days of work, we could return to the host church to shower, eat homemade meals, and take a little time to reflect and worship. We made a mark on families we helped by being the shining light of God. As Mark said in the prayer, for wherever we go, so does the light of God. 
and I am proud and extremely honored to be a member of PGUMC in the body of Christ. a new song and you've probably heard it by now on Kayla we're going to ask you to stand and join us this morning um, yeah we sang this song a lot that weekend to the point that we were like sort of tired of it but uh <laughs> but the great thing about it is the lyrics I just I, I just encourage you as you're singing this morning um that these lyrics, because they really have become part of the foundation of what, what we're about in our youth group especially. So, I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah
Amen. You can be seated. Three days. Another mic. Can y'all hear me? All right. Three days. 72 hours. There's a lot of things that can happen in three days. The list goes on and on. Let's just say a lot can happen. Last month, we went to Fort Caswell, this tiny little obscure place out in eastern North Carolina, right on the beach. It was for a youth retreat. The motto for the weekend was three days, a lot can happen. We all got a t-shirt that says it. <laughs> I know, I know. That sounds like your typical youth retreat weekend motto. But this motto held true. In those three days, I saw more changes within more people within our youth group and within myself than I've ever seen in such a short period of time. To say that the Fort Castle retreat was fun would be an understatement. It was amazing. If I was asked to talk about my favorite part of the trip, I'd probably be up here for about three hours because I loved every minute of it. My days began at 6.30 every morning. Sherry invited us to go on a walk around the fort with her at 6.30. And the first morning, I got up there on the porch and surprise, surprise, nobody was awake. <laughs> it was on those walks that Sherry and I got to know each other as more than a youth member and youth leader. We got to know each other as friends and as children of God. After we finished the walk, anyone who was up by then went to morning watch. And morning watch is where we prepared for the day of worship and of fellowship. After morning watch, we would all go to breakfast, and we would just hang out and talk about our plans for the day. Once we finished breakfast, it was time for morning worship, and that's when the fun started. <laughs> worship was definitely the most memorable part of the trip for me. From the speakers, to the little funny skits we had, to the songs. That song we just sang, Raise a Hallelujah, you'd be surprised how loud 300-plus kids can sing that song. <laughs> I remember specifically one time on the little repeat part, the singer actually stopped and said, he called out this kid, he said, you were just screaming so loud, I can hear only you. <laughs> I'll never forget the worship we shared that weekend. During the day, after the worship, our time was our own. We really did kind of whatever we wanted. We went to the beach, swam in the pool, or explored the forts. And I remember they, they had the pier open to go fishing on, and I remember my friend Joel was there, and he said, Hey, Noah, you should come fishing. So I went out there, and I tried over and over again and couldn't catch anything. And this kid shows up, puts shrimp on his hook, throws it in, and about 30 seconds later, pulls in a 27-inch drum, <laughs> at which point he felt it necessary to proclaim that that was his first time fishing ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the afternoon, we held worship just like in the morning. It was about the same, except it lasted a little bit longer, and it was, it was a little more serious and in-depth. That was, that was my favorite, was the afternoon worship. I really enjoyed it. That was a typical day while we were at Fort Caswell, and every minute was filled with love and friendship. And before we knew it, our three days were up, and it was time to go home. And we all left with a challenge a challenge to go and spread the renewal of God's love we all had in our heart from the retreat. 
Now it's been a little over a month since our trip, and the memories and emotions that I have from Fort Castle are still in my heart and mind. And I don't think they'll be fading anytime soon. <laughs> On our first day of the retreat, we, we all received these bracelets that say, Thank you, Jesus. And this bracelet I've worn every day since I've been home, just as a simple reminder of that weekend and of God's love for us. And now as I draw to a close, I just want to leave you all with this one thought. In three days, a lot can happen. Okay, so I can't follow that up. That's out, like bringing me to tears. Okay, here I go. For many years, even before I had teens of my own, God has continuously showed me the path of youth ministry is where I belonged. He's blessed me with many avenues in which to work with them, from Bible studies, Sunday school, homeschool co-ops, youth groups, and even youth exchange. One of my greatest joys is youth retreats, as you can tell. Why would it be? Why not be? Before we started attending here at PGUMC, for several years, I either chaperoned or led youth groups to Lake Junaluska every summer for their retreat. Actually, there's one of those of my very first retreat chaperones here, Sarah Jane Bowers. Youth, youth retreats are much like revivals are for adults. You leave at the end of the weekend with a cup overflowing, filled with the love of God. When we got here to PGUMC a few years ago, I was surprised to learn that some of these youth had never experienced it, other than confirmation, of course. So my quest began, and it took a while, with a few speed bumps, but we were committed to getting them there. With great prayer and financial support from all of you, we were able to take seven youth and two chaperones to Spiritus at Fort Caswell for three days. This was one I had never attended, but I was super excited to show this youth group what it was all about. We had music, dancing, funny skits, inspirational speakers, and beautiful surroundings. The last night always consists of a heart-filled teaching followed by a prayer-filled altar call. It's the time of the weekend where everyone in the room is asked to lay it all at the cross. Emotions are raw, hearts are poured out, but the youth are surrounded by caring adults and wrapped in the arms of Jesus. They are moved. I think we all went to bed completely exhausted emotionally and even a little bit physically. On Sunday morning, we awoke with renewed strength. They flipped the script on us a little bit from what we had done previously in the weekend by first starting the service with the speaker and then finished with the music. All the kids moved up to the front of the stage to sing along to the worship music, I could feel the room change. The end of the song, the words are, as you heard, sing a little louder, but without the verses in between, they were just told to say, sing a little louder. As the worship leader started, he starts at almost a whisper. Then the kids, chaperones, and leaders repeat, sing a little louder. This continues until they're all but screaming it in the end. Now bear in mind, they had done this at least four times before over the weekend, at least, right here, at least. <laughs> um, but it was, but this time it was somehow different. As I stood several rows back behind the crowd, I myself was brought to tears as the overwhelming feeling of the Holy Spirit filled the room. It took my breath away. 
to see how this weekend transformed these 200 plus youth was awe-inspiring and amazing. I will be forever be blessed by this retreat and grateful to God for all those who made it possible and the opportunity to have been there. Thank you very much. So um, <clears throat> the thing that is so great about missions trips and retreats and weekend retreats for kids and youth is the opportunity to step out of your normal life, to get away from the things that pull us, typically away from Christ, if we're not careful. And so to get away, you're in a different environment, you're worshiping, you're eating together, you're sharing with each other, you're laughing, you're staying up late. And a lot of times at the end of those retreats, always, I always, always hear somebody say, it's time to go back to normal. And I am convinced that what we're leaving is normal. That that's what God has called us to. To live in his presence with each other. Not just here in the pews, but in his presence with each other through the week. At his feet every day. Every second looking for ways that he is revealing who he is to us. But if we're not careful, we get lulled into believing that life happens and then we have church or life happens, and then I have my quiet time. He is involved in our lives every day. And as Debbie just mentioned, at the end of a retreat, there's always an altar call and an opportunity to come and say, Lord, here's my life again. You know, I heard, uh, I had an uncle one time. He, he, my aunt said, you don't ever tell me you love me anymore. He said, well, I told you the day we got married. <laughs> and people, like, I heard that more often Man, I don't know if you tell your wife you love them, but please tell them. But we do the same thing. We give our lives to Christ. We come to the altar once, and we say, I'm good. We're all good. And I want to invite you this morning. We're going to sing our last song, is Oh, Come to the Altar. And it's an opportunity for you, not just as you've heard about them, but what is it? What do you need? What do you need the Lord to do in your life? What's happening in your life that is, is keeping your attention and keeping your face from being turned to him? And so this morning, this altar is open. It's open for you to come and just lay it down again. Maybe you just need to ask him to forgive you for something or ask him to take something that is really weighing on you or just thank him for something that he's doing. And it's a little unnerving. We talked about that at Caswell. It's embarrassing to go forward. It's embarrassing. And I think, why? Well, there's our first need, is to find our identity in Christ and Christ alone. He is here and he's inviting you to come this morning and lay down whatever you need to lay down. Will you stand with us and sing, Oh, Come to the Altar? is calling Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling 
Yeah, and together, all of God's people said, Amen. 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 Thank you, youth, for leading us today and uh, inspiring us and touching our hearts and lives uh, with the love of Jesus.